Welcome to the Kanoi Church Podcast. We're glad that you're interested in connecting through this teaching time. If you'd like to connect further, feel free to reach out to us through our website, kanoichurch.org. For now, enjoy this teaching from Kanoi Church, where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, even the stones would cry out. One of my favorite sounds is a bird song. It's nothing special, nothing out of the ordinary. In fact, it's quite the opposite, nothing but ordinary. I, I like bird songs. They, they bring about something good in me. I only mention this because, well, a bird song is a bit easier to hear than a rock. We all know what a bird song is, and pretty much all of us have heard one, but if we're honest, we might admit we don't readily understand what it means for the rocks to cry out. <laughs> but we know what it means for a bird to do that, so let's start there. I like bird songs, one for the sound, but in a more ambiguous sense also because it helps me. Often at random points in the day, the song of a bird will stop me. This isn't just because of the sound, the beauty of which no doubt calms me, but in the oddest of ways, it sometimes seems to be calling out to me. You ever get that sense when something kind of brings you out of yourself, your, your anxieties, your thoughts, your worries, your ever-tinkering mind? <laughs> well, bird songs do that for me. They call me out of myself and ask me to ponder the world and its creator for a time. What else would the rocks cry out for but that? In an all-too-real sense, bird songs, they, they beg my remembrance. My remembrance of the astonishing realness of things, of my place in the world, and the true depth of my heart which yearns for beauty and truth and grace, the reconciliation of all things under Christ. This is its design, of course. Sometimes this remembrance, this ponderance, this sitting in the richness of a beautiful moment, well, it turns into something else. A search. A search for the bird that sang the song. <laughs> you know how hard it is to hear a woodpecker and not immediately cock your head and peer into the trees to try and find it. Yeah, that happens a lot to me. But it's another thing, a less probable thing for me to actually do that, for me to actually find the bird. I often struggle here. I'm a terrible bird watcher. I, I just can't seem to find the right bird. It, it hides too well. But you know, my failure, my, my, my inability to find the bird, that, that doesn't really trouble me. It doesn't ruin the moment or stir up fear in my heart that all this might be some twisted joke. No, no. Uh, because there remains in me something deep inside, a, a casual persuasion perhaps, that if a bird song is nearby, then the bird that sung it must be as well, even if my immediate search comes up empty. Of course, this, this belief doesn't make me special. No, not at all. It makes me normal. We, we all regularly employ this kind of logic. Let me give you an example. Uh, two weeks ago at our church campfire, someone received a call on their phone and the ringtone sounded. Uh, it was the, the song of a woodpecker. Now, as soon as it sounded, as soon as they heard it, three people from the group immediately cocked their heads, listening intently to the song with clear enthusiasm, and went off to find 
the singer, the woodpecker. <laughs> Naturally, they couldn't. It, it wasn't there, so they came back to the fire. Not more than a minute later, the ringtone sounded again, but th this time it was a joke at the hand of our senior pastor. <laughs> but still, even after coming up empty the first time, there was one lady in the group who remained so casually persuaded that the bird was indeed there that she gave back one earnest, determined glance into the trees. She came up empty again. This isn't, make, this isn't to make fun of those people. Like That sort of thing could happen to anyone. But that's precisely my point. That this sort of thing could happen to anyone, and does, precisely because the underlying belief is so ordinary. If we hear a bird song, then that must mean a bird is nearby. But even if we can't find the bird, if it turns out the bird has hidden itself and we just, we just can't find it, by virtue of its song, we can still know the bird is there. This is why we never first suspect that a bird song is instead a trick, that it's an artificial copy, a ringtone perhaps. Because we first believe that the bird song is real and subsequently that its singer is too. To put it simply, the, the song evidences the bird, and we're secure in this belief, we hardly question it. So our first response is to listen and wonder in the beauty of the song without anxiously searching the bird into view and so missing its song in the process. No, no. instead we rest without fear, and we courageously call beautiful what is truly beautiful. So my, my friends, my devotional thought, my word of encouragement for us today is that it can be the same for us with God. We can listen for his song, and even if we can't seem to find him in the trees around us, but by virtue of his song, we can still know he's there. For our God is that great bird, the grand musician, conductor of the heavenly host, eternally composing his glory, the first Noel. <laughs> this is no human glory in that it's a song to us, but not sung by us, rather it's the first song. The song before all others, the song of in the beginning and amen, the song of dust and breath, of birth and life, of cup and bread, of gathering and winnowing, of death and resurrection, love, faith and hope, of freedom and liberation, of justice to the captives, of diversity and shalom, of making all things new. It's a song, but more than a song, it's a way, a truth, a life, a person. And that person is here as the first and final song. He sings out, not from some far-off ethereal cloud in heaven garbed in obscurity. No, he's mystery revealed incarnate, the tabernacle in person, living here among us, within us, embodied to the core as a bloody cross, a slain lamb, a well in the next of living water. He can be felt, touched, tasted, and seen. He can be heard in the cry of the rocks. The Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Now that was pretty poetic, and for some, poetry doesn't quite cut it. Like, cool, you made the song sound beautiful and all, but that's kind of pointless if we don't know what it sounds like. Well, here are a few suggestions. A few instances of the melody, what it may sound like to hear the song. The clatter of a widow's only two copper coins. Everything she has as a gift to the holy treasury. The tear of a blind beggar who for the first time in decades feels seen and appreciated. 
healed in the footsteps of love, the shouts of a cripple who had received his miracle and, and stood on strong legs once again. The despair of an addict who is torn to shreds by his daringness to hope for something more. The giddy wonder of a child at seeing a butterfly. The gentle word from a pulpit which strikes your heart to the core. The global rage following the death of a man who just wanted to breathe. Or maybe it just sounds like a bird. This is the song of our God. His life with Israel culminating in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a good one. So may we not fret, may we not worry, and yet, if we do either, may we not anxiously try to search them away. When our faith feels tired, feeble, a little less real than the day before, let us do nothing until we first have listened, even if it feels dry and forced, obligatory and cliche. Let us listen from the core of our mustard seed. Let us listen for this song, the song of our God. And then, even if he seems hidden or far off from us, as if he has truly forsaken us or departed his presence from us, but by virtue of his song, which he sings so gently to us, and in which he so graciously invites our participation. We can remember the grand promise, the promise of all promises, the promise for which the rocks cry out. Emmanuel, God with us. Hi, this is Pastor Nick. Thanks for listening. I hope something that you heard today was very helpful. If you want to connect with us further, feel free to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, kanoichurch.org. Sure, I'm glad we're in this together.